Yo, what's going on, everyone? I'm and that is Gary. PLO style. We appreciate everyone for tuning in today. And sadly, some events came up and our first guest wasn't actually able to make it on today's podcast. Yeah, I was excited to have him on. Apologies to anyone who's looking forward to hearing from him, but we'll be sure to have him on in the future. So today we're going to go over a quick little recap of what happened over the weekend. Uh, talk some UFC 252 and that Portland-Memphis playing game. We're also excited to announce that Tommy and I have our first team all bubble, as well as our bubble MVP. Then we're going to turn our main attention for today's show onto the NBA playoffs. We're going to take a deep dive into the first round matchups in both the East and West and uh, give you our predictions of who's going to win each series. Yeah, so to start off the pod, as we said, we're going to take a quick look at at the weekend of sports. And uh, Gary, what were some things that stuck out to you from UFC 252? Oh, man, the first thing I got to mention, Tom, you, you had a hot take on your boy, Shug Show, Sean O'Malley. He went down with a leg injury. Uh, what, what was your thoughts on that, man? How, how do you feel after seeing that? Yeah, that was tough. I, I know he'd won a fight with a leg injury uh, previously, but it was definitely tough to see that happen to him again. And obviously that one elbow he took from Vera was, was pretty lethal. Uh, the fight was called early. If he, if he wasn't showing signs of a leg injury, I'm thinking maybe it wouldn't have been called to that point. But, you know, I still think that he has the opportunity to become the face of the UFC, and I don't think that this fight necessarily dampens that. I think the fact that he did hurt his leg kind of helps, helps the cause. Um, I'm excited to see him recover and, and see what he what he does moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if it, it, I think it's really going to depend upon his next fight uh, and the trajectory moving forward for him. Because if he does overcome this leg injury, they can make it as like a redemption story and, and make kind of that kind of arc uh, as far as putting him towards the face of UFC. But it'll be interesting to see how long he's out with that uh, foot leg injury. Yeah, he definitely needs to get it right before before trying to come back. For sure, for sure. And then we also spoke on the DC versus Stipe fight. Uh, I thought it was a really, really exciting fight from from both guys. A lot of action going on. Stipe did win uh, the decision after five rounds. What did you, what did you like? What did you see? I mean, man, that was a skillful fight from both fighters. Um, very enjoyable to watch. Usually, when fights go five rounds, there's there's a lot of slow slow parts to the fight. But overall, it was a very solid fight. Um, not a lot of groundwork. Um, it was it was fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, it, it was it was nice to see. Uh, I think with the way this fight ended, it could be cemented as the greatest trilogy in UFC history. Uh, and, and I'm totally fine with. I, I know DC said in a fight that he might be retiring. I know Steve Bay's uh, unsure. You know exactly what he's going to do next. Take some time home. But either way, really excited with how that fight ended. Yeah, I mean. DC did say it looks like he's going to have to hang him up because he's only looking for title fights, and I don't think he's going to get one. So, I mean, shout out to DC. Not the biggest fan, but what a career, and, and he'll definitely go down as one of, the, one of the best fighters, especially at that weight class of all time. Yeah, most definitely a Hall of Famer in the UFC. So, uh, anything else uh, you saw this weekend that you wanted to touch on? Yeah, man, I did see some news out of the NFL. I wanted to give a shout out to Alex Smith. Man's officially came off of the uh, physically unable to perform list. I know there were some major concerns regarding the health of his leg uh, and also his general health with all the complications he was having. So it was exciting to see him overcome that. I mean, regardless to how he looks, uh, you know, on an NFL uh, field, it's just great to see him overcome everything he was going through. So uh, shout outs to my man, Alex Smith. 
Yeah, shout out to Alex Smith. If, if you guys haven't seen, I believe it's an E60. It could be a 30 for 30, but it's on kind of that story about his leg. It's definitely a must-watch. It's really interesting, and I'm happy for him that he's uh, going to try and get back into the league here with Washington. So I'm um, turning our attention to the NBA. Uh, Memphis and Portland played their play-in game on Saturday, and the results weren't so shocking for me. I know I predicted somewhat of a blowout, but John Morant must have listened to the podcast because he came out on an absolute mission. He must have. He must have been tapping in. He heard he heard what you had to say about him. I mean, I know they didn't get the win, but uh, I definitely think they performed better than I, than I was expecting them to do for sure. Yeah, he scored a career-high 35 points to go along with his eight assists. Eight assists would actually helped him <clears throat> compete in this game. So you, I also got to give a big shout to Brandon Clark, the rookie out of Gonzaga, who got some extended minutes due to the absence of Triple J. Uh, he scored a very solid 20 points on four or five shooting from beyond the arc. So, I mean, if Clark continues on this trajectory and, and continues to develop, I could, I could see him being an extremely good player at the small forward position for years to come. But um, sadly for Memphis, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, uh, they put their season to an end, scoring a combined 60 points. Dame finished with 31 and 10 assists, and CJ finished with 29. Um, both guys strong, but it was CJ's performance late in the fourth, along with a clutch three from Melo, that was the deciding factor in the game. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, CJ and Dame, when, when, the, when the game's on the line, uh, you know, they can perform. And, and I know we talked about Mello being Mello earlier, so it was nice to see him hit that clutch bucket that, that sealed it at the very end. So uh, moving on to our next segment, uh, we, we talked about we wanted to go over our first team all bubble as well as our bubble MVP. Tom, what do you got for me? Who, who, who makes your, your first team all bubble? You know, for me, my first team all bubble lineup has got it. Got to consist of TJ Warren at Indiana. I think we saw some some amazing play out of him and really gave the Pacers hope moving into the playoffs. And we'll see if he can kind of keep it up. Uh, for two, I got to go Luka Donit. Luka Donkit. Oh my gosh, Luka. Let's just stick with Luka for now. <laughs> got to go with Luka at the at the number two because I mean his his play has been amazing, and I think we're about a year or two out from him maybe being the best player in the league. Um, the shocking one for maybe some people is Michael Porter Jr. Uh, I know he didn't have the best all, all around eight games, but in the four games where he did get over 30 minutes, he averaged a solid 29.3 points per game with 12.5 rebounds per games. So, I mean, you gotta give, you gotta give the respect to MPJ and I think he belongs on this first team all bubble list, uh, four for me. So it's obvious. Everyone knows the last two, uh, you got Devin Booker and Damian Lillard, um, both dudes played phenomenal basketball, <clears throat> led their teams to both winning records, and and it was extremely impressive what they did. Um, my MVP, though, has got to be Damian Lillard. Uh, he elevated his game, and, and he really forced the Blazers into the playoffs. And in my opinion, he's the best point guard in the league. Um, Steph's right there with him, but what Dame can do at that point guard spot is is something else. And it's, it's almost Mamba mentality, Kobe-esque, and not a lot of players got that. I like it. So what about you, Garrett? I like I like your first team selection. I'm going to have to agree with you for most of these. Obviously, TJ Warren, we talked about him earlier on in, in previous podcasts. Man, was just balling out. Uh, I love the Luka pick. Um, I think he performed excellent for, for Dallas, and are going to give him, I think, maybe a little bit of fits with, with whoever they play in the playoffs. <laughs> James Harden, uh, man's walking bucket. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, the hard part is, uh, I, I think I think I think I'm gonna go Damian Lillard as, as uh, first team as well, 
uh, as my fifth spot. And then I'm putting Devin Booker as the MVP. I'm, I'm putting him uh, on his own category, not also in the, in the first team all bubble. I feel like he he willed his team to go 8-0. And if it was for better circumstances, um, they, they really should be in the playoffs. Unfortunately, with the way things were decided before the bubble started, um, it, it's really unfortunate. But I got him as the MVP. No one is expecting the Suns to perform how they did. And it was all because of Devin Booker leading the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to agree with you. I think I'm fine with Damian Lillard or Devin Booker at the MVP spot. I think that they both played out of their minds and not even out of their minds. I'm, I'm expecting this kind of basketball from them for years to come. I think that they're going to be very exciting to watch. I know Dame's a little older, but Devin Booker, I mean, who the sky's the limit for that kid. I think he could be one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, I mean, I think serious basketball fans know, know about Devin Booker, know what he can do, but I feel like with the bubble and, and the – bigger attention that was brought to Phoenix since they were in it. Uh, now the casual fans I see Devin Booker knows what he can do. And I'm totally expecting him to continue performing the way he did uh, for seasons to come. Yeah. We'll see if they try and get a relocation out here to Orlando. <laughs> I mean, shoot it, it. It might benefit them. It might benefit them for sure. So moving on to the main event of the pod, let's talk playoff basketball. Um, I know for a second, I was concerned we weren't going to see any playoff basketball this year, but I'm extremely thankful that we are going to. And I know it starts today, and I'm I'm just extremely excited to uh, hop into it. Yeah, why don't we why don't we start in the West, and we'll just go top to bottom. So, what do you see from the one seed Lakers going against the eight seeded Blazers? So, in the regular season, they split the series one to one. Both were very good games, uh, decided by eight points both ways. Um, you know, personally, I, if I'm the Lakers, like I said in previous pods, I'm getting a little nervous watching this, watching this Blazer team play. I mean. You got to have all your attention focused on Dame, and then you got a guy like CJ that just comes in and, and he could absolutely take over a ball game. And then if you got Melo playing like Melo has been, um, and the Blazers are deep in the in the front court, you know, obviously the Lakers got to be the favorites. Obviously, LeBron James, best player in the, in the on the planet. But uh, I think this is going to be a very competitive competitive series. I can see the Blazers winning too. I think Lakers in six, though. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I definitely know what you said about the regular season split one-to-one, but playoff basketball is just something different. Everyone kind of elevates to another level. Um, I like Lakers in five. I think the Lakers' backcourt is definitely going to make up for whatever they're lacking in the front court as far as the matchup between the two teams. All right, so moving on to the two-seeded Clippers versus the seven-seed Mavericks. What are you seeing on this? Yeah, game? I know regular season Mavs were 0-3 against the, the Clips. Um, I know with uh, Trez is now back in the bubble, so that's going to be a huge addition for the Clippers. Um, I mean, Luka, Luka's played great going into things. I personally see see uh, the Mavs maybe be able to get two games. I got, I got Clips in six. What about you, my man? You know, I think the addition of a guy like Trey Burke for the Mavs is really going to pay dividends for them. I think someone coming off the bench that could just light it up is something that they needed, especially with not having Seth Curry. Um, you know, I'm super high on this Luka KP duo. I, I wasn't super hyped at the start, and I was a little weary on KP, but Kristaps has really came out to play uh, this season, and I'm very impressed. So I think this Luka KP versus Kawhi PG is going to be extremely exciting to watch. Obviously, like you mentioned, uh, Therese Harrell's back in the bubble. That's a big addition for them. I mean, you got the two six men of the year right there with Lou Will and Therese coming off the bench for the Clippers. 
Overall, though, you know, I think that this series is not getting the respect that it deserves. I think that Luka can very well will this to a Game 7. I know people think the Clippers are going to win the championship this year, but I think this is going to be a very showing uh, series for both teams, and I think that this game's actually going to go 7. I'm going to give the edge to the Clippers because they had the experience and arguably two of the top five best basketball players in the league. So I'm going to go Clippers in 7 for this one. Yeah, just uh, I just want to touch on KP. I think uh... – you know, like you said earlier, you weren't very high on KP to begin with, but I really like the environment that he's in now. And I think it's really um, <clears throat> with the dynamic with Luca is going to allow them to, to perform well. But I definitely I definitely think it's going to be too much for what the Clippers have uh, against against the Mavs. Yeah, the Mavericks really made some moves and have and have elevated their team in the last couple of years. It's pretty impressive to see. It is indeed. Look forward to what they got in future seasons. And, you know, who knows and see how far they go at, at the end of this one. Moving on, we'll go to the three-seeded Nugs versus the six-seeded Jazz. Tom started off. Who do you got and why? You know, this is actually the game that's kicking off the playoffs this year, um, Monday morning. Uh, Nuggets won the season series 3-0 three to, three to zero against the Jazz, and that's pretty telling, um, especially because the Jazz will be, out with, be without Mike Conley for the beginning of the games, as well as Bojan, who decided not to come into the bubble. So they're missing two of their key players. Um, for me, that's a big, big sign and a big tell for the Jazz, and I think that that's definitely going to um, have them struggling on the offensive end. Uh, I think another big thing for the Nuggets is MPJ is going to get some significant minutes, and I think like we saw towards the end of the bubble here, I think he could really make a, a difference for this Nuggets team. So me personally, I think I got the Nuggets in six. Could see five, to be honest. I'd really like to see how this Jazz team comes out and plays with these missing pieces. Um, but, yeah, I, I got Nuggets in six. I, I definitely agree with you with the Nuggets with everything that they got going for them with the with the addition of MPJ really playing some great minutes and I feel like he's just gonna expand upon that. It'd be interesting to see you know how far Donovan Mitchell can will them through the first round. I, I think Nuggets are gonna win at five. I think the Jazz could you know definitely gonna obviously like I predicted to win a game and maybe be competitive in another game or maybe two, but I don't see the Nuggets being too worried. I got them at five. Yeah, I mean, as far as the Nuggets go, they are missing Gary Harris and Will Barton. Um, that could be pretty a pretty sore sight for them as far as offense. But MPJ is really stepping in and, and getting a lot of points up. So I'm I'm not too worried about the Nuggets moving forward. I definitely agree with you. I think the Nuggets will will get this done with ease. So uh, moving on to the next series, we're looking at the four seeded Rockets versus the fifth seed OKC Thunder. Um. What, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I, this is this is going to be a, a tough matchup. Uh, I could really see either team winning it. Got the Rockets in seven. Um, I know I know Russ is going to be out. Uh, not exactly sure when, um, but I, I think they're going to be able to overcome overcome that early on in the series. Um, I, I mean, I know I know the Thunder have got a veteran like CP three. But outside of that, uh, I'd be interesting to see how those guys in the Thunder perform uh, in a playoff scenario. What, what are your What are your thoughts? You know this this Russ uh, uncertainty is kind of scary for me. If I'm a Rockets fan, um, he's a he's a huge part of what they do, and obviously it's James Harden's team. But having a running mate like Russ really makes things easier for him. So I think this this series kind of depends on on his health and whether or not he's able to get back and be healthy and get significant minutes. But I look at the Thunder with Shea and CP3, and and they're playing amazing together. It's I I'm gonna admit I'm kind of a CP3 hater, but these last couple of years as he's gotten older, he's really 
prove that he's extremely valuable to whatever team he's on. And I think Shea learning from him is going to really help Shea moving forward. I think Shea is going to be probably one of the best guards in the league for years to come. Um, you got guys like Dennis Schroeder and Gallinari and even Steven Adams for the Thunder. I think the Thunder are just the deeper team. Um, you know how high, how high I am on Dennis Schroeder. I wish he was a Sacramento King, but the dude, the dude's a beast. And as far as defense, I, you know, this Thunder team is real scary. I got Thunders, Thunder in seven. Um, I think this is going to be the best matchup of the first round by far. I think every game is going to be exciting to watch with Russ or without Russ. James Harden, for me, love to watch the guy, artist on offense, uh, really stepped up his defense of late. And then I also got to give a shout-out to my guy, Ben Mack, on the Rockets, um, performing extremely well for them. I'm hopeful, you know, if the Rockets were to win in seven, I'm hopeful that Ben Mack's got something to do with it because I really just want to see him succeeding. And, and I'm excited for the series, man. I got Thunder in seven, though. Yeah, definitely agree with what you're saying about the most exciting matchup in this first round by far. Um, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how much time Russ is going to end up missing. Have a big sway on on the outcome of of who wins this series. I couldn't agree more. So moving into the East, our first matchup that we're going to be looking at are the number one seed Bucks versus the eight seed Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've alluded to this earlier. I'm a, I'm a pretty big Giannis fan. I was on was on the bandwagon early. Definitely got. Towards the front front of the bandwagon on this one, uh, I got Bucks in four. Uh, I'm not I'm not a huge Magic fan. Uh, I just think Bucks are too deep. Got too much going on for them. It should be should be pretty easy for them. What about you? Yeah, you know, with the Orlando Magic losing Jonathan Isaac to the torn ACL in the, earlier in the bubble, that's tough for them. Uh, I mean, you got guys like Aaron Gordon who could really really do a lot of things for you. You know, I think this Bucks team is just too good. I think Giannis and Middleton and, and the rest of the guys are going to get this done with ease. I think Bucks and four a sweep is is very likely, and I think this series will be over pretty quickly. Yeah, I think this is going to be personally the only matchup uh, in the first round that we're going to see a sweep. Uh, I think this is one that people are just going to tap in towards the end of the game, see the score, and be like, "All right, this is kind of what I expected." Hopefully, Magic can make some of these games interesting. I would like to see that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is pretty telling as as far as what the NBA needs to look to look to do to improve these playoffs. I mean, I know it's been like this for a while where the top of the East is really solid. And then you start kind of getting to the bottom of the East and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And I'd really like to see the NBA maybe come out with the, just a top 16 team playoff bracket. I mean, you could have saw Devin Booker playing the bucks. And I think that would have been a lot more exciting to watch for, for NBA fans. Um, yeah, I, def I definitely think it's something to look at. Um, we'll see if the NBA decides to do it. I know there's been talks for years, and I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I definitely think it would be uh, something cool and something to look at. For that sure. would be a really interesting to take to see if they do. Uh, I mean, I know basketball is, is a little bit more on the progressive side as far as changing stuff and keeping among um, professional organizations. I think if any team – I mean, if any organization was to do something crazy with the playoffs, it would be uh, the NBA. Uh now, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it would be cool to see if they just said, hey, best 16 teams will we'll seed it up uh, and, and, and run it and see who's the, who's the champion at the end. Yeah, I definitely think it would uh, make for some more interesting matchups. But moving on to the two-seeded Raptors versus the seven-seeded Nets. I mean, the Raptors were super impressive this season. I know a lot of people thought, man, bye-bye Kawhi, bye-bye Raptors. But that just wasn't the case. They played so well together as a team. 
uh, Spicy P played at an all-star level. Kyle Lowry really came out to impress this year. They're so deep with Fred Van Fleet, and they're just extremely deep. Any thoughts there? Yeah, man. Shout out my boy NBA Drake out there, Van Vliet. Um, I just think they got too much going top to bottom. I, I think the Nets got some good pieces, obviously. Listen, KD and Kyrie, um, you know, their, their playoff chances this year, you know, slim to none. I got the Raptors in five, potentially Raptors sweeping. Uh, I think the Nets with some young tenacity might be able to steal a game. Um, I like the Nets moving forward in future seasons. Uh, just with what, what they're missing, I don't see much out of them in this playoff series. Yeah, the Nets rely really heavily on Karis Silver, and we saw that throughout the bubble. And he's he's a star in the making, really young kid, really talented, could do a lot of things. But, I mean, I just think that this Raptors team is just a little too deep for the Nets, and I'm predicting a sweep personally. I think they could maybe get a game if Karis Silver goes off and drops 40-plus. I mean, they might get something like that, but I think this Raptors team is, is really good, and I'm expecting a sweep. All right, moving on to the series, which is going to hurt me a little bit to talk about. We're going to go with the three-seeded Boston Celtics versus 16-76ers. I'll let you start it off. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see the 76ers all the way down at that six seed. I wasn't expecting it, but obviously with what happened in the bubble and, and other things, it kind of led to that. Uh, the 76ers did win the season series 3-1 to one against the Boston Celtics, but that was with a healthy Ben Simmons, and sadly to say, Ben Simmons looks like he will be out the entirety of the playoffs. Um, and Bede's also a little banged up, which is going to be tough for them considering he's going to be their main guy. You know, I know we were both extremely excited to see a healthy 76ers this playoffs. They seem to never be able to get healthy at the right time. Yeah, it's sad to see. I mean, it. yeah, it's, it's horrible because I think this team really could have done something. Like I said, they're my preseason favorite. Like you said, they were your favorite coming into the bubble. And it just looks like all the things that they didn't want to happen happened, and and that's really tough for them. Yeah. So so who? So I'm, I'm assuming you're leaning Celtics. How many games you got the Celtics getting it done in? Yeah, man, I gotta go Celtics. Uh, Celtics in six, probably. I think Embiid could will this team, and I, and it's not just Embiid. They got Tobias Harris. They got uh, Al Horford, um, Matisse. They're deep. They can they can get a couple games, but I think the Celtics team looks really solid, and and I think the Tatum Brown combo is absolutely filthy and you can't even forget about Kemba they're just they're a deep great team and I think the Celtics team is going to shock a lot of people what they can do in this playoffs but yeah I, th- I got Celtics in six what are you thinking yeah I mean it's kind of funny how you mentioned the Celtics are going to shock some people uh I, I think people are, are sleeping on the Celtics a little bit obviously I, I I mentioned it before and you alluded to it that I had Philly winning it all I just think with no Simmons and uh, probably no Simmons, we, we don't know exactly the extent, but I think he's going to be out. And and with Embiid as banged up as he has been this season and kind of he seems to be banged up going in the playoffs every season, unfortunately, um, with the Celts just playing as good as they have been in a team chemistry. I have Celts in five. Unfortunately, it is. I feel like I, I doomed uh, Philly just as much as they kind of doom themselves every year. But yeah, Celts, Celts in five for me. Yeah, I think you need to keep your predictions to yourself uh, moving forward. <laughs> yeah, that or I'll just predict the opposite way. So the team I actually want to win will we, we get the job done. Yeah, I've tried that. That doesn't work. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to sh- be honest. <laughs> I'm sure you've tried everything with your Sacramento Kings. I'm sure you've tried everything. Yeah, I, I've tried it all. I, I just can't even get superstitious anymore. I just, you know, got to look at the facts. There's there's no superstitious anymore. I mean, you got to try everything once that doesn't work. But uh, moving on to the last um, – 
last set of playoff games in the in the East. We got the four seeded Pacers versus the fifth seeded Miami Heat. Tom, I know the Heat have been high up on your list. What do you got from them in this series? I got I got Heat in five. Um, I potentially a sweep. I'm you know I am on this Heat team. They're so deep, so young, and they have a great vet leader with Jimmy Butler. Um, and they seem to gel really tight, really closely, and really quickly, to be honest. And they're, they are my pick out of the East. I think they're going to win this, go on to face the Bucks, beat the Bucks. there. I, I'm so high on this Heat team. I mean, really, it just looks like what the, let's see how many games the Pacers can get. And it's going to really be on the back of the guys like Victor Oladipo, see if he can come out and kind of perform at his all-star level. Um, really, if TJ Warren can stay hot. But, I mean, I got Heat in four or five. Yeah, I definitely think uh, Jimmy going to lead the charge for the Heat and, and kind of put the team on his back uh, when he needs to and then motivate these guys around him, you know, when he can. Um, I, I know Jimmy was still in the playoffs. He kind of let other guys get started, get warmed up. And then when it came time to need a bucket or late in the fourth quarter, it was kind of Jimmy time. I think he's going to do the same thing this year. Uh, I, I do have the Pacers getting two games in the series. I think what you mentioned with Oladipo, uh, he's a phenomenal player. And then the way TJ Warren's playing, I think he's going to be able to keep it up. But much for the Pacers, Heat and six for me. Yeah, the Pacers losing DeMontis Sabonis was really bad, really big for them. Um, then you also got to look at the likes of guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, dudes who could just shut the lights out or shoot the lights out, sorry. And, uh, yeah, Tyler Hero's been performing extremely well these last couple of days, the games, scoring over 20 points in almost every game. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in the playoffs, and I think he's going to show a lot of people that he should have been better in the contention for uh, rookie of the year. I like it. And, and uh, I definitely think those guys are going to be able to shine early and, and Jimmy's going to help them, uh, you know, settle down and, and get into the flow of the game. So I'd like to see early on in the first quarter and first half, how well Jimmy kind of gets them going, finds different ways to get them, get them hot. Yeah. That's gotta be Jimmy's strength uh, in the game of basketball. It's just mental. Um, he can turn it on whenever he needs to. He can get others involved. And, and it seems to me he's he takes the game very slowly and understands exactly what his team needs. And that's something that a lot of players don't have. So, yeah, respect out to Jimmy Butler. And, and I think he is going to look to get other guys involved early, like you said. So, uh, with the playoffs getting a start today, getting started today, this is uh, what us basketball fans have been waiting for. The matchups are set, and I'm excited to see what uh, outcomes lie ahead. Uh, so just a quick life update for everyone listening. Gary's actually flying out to California uh, tomorrow, and we are planning on driving all the way to Texas this Friday. It's a little earlier than what we expected, but we're just going to get out there and, and get this thing moving. So uh, we may be bringing you guys Friday's podcast from the road, so stay uh, on the lookout for that. It might have a little bit different uh, situation going on. I don't know what exactly we'll talk about, but... Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, coming out there. Obviously, getting to see some of the fam out there in, in California before before we make the drive back. Haven't been out there since March, so it'd be good to see some of the guys and some of the fam. Not really excited for the drive, to be honest. I've made this drive uh, several times, but but making the drive with you, you know, it'd be better. I've, I've soloed the trip sometimes, so having someone else would be awesome. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if we can get a get a road session podcast for you guys. So definitely be look forward to that. Other than that, if you guys do have any questions or requests from us, as always, hit us up on that Instagram at First Team All Podcast. Thank you guys for yeah, listening. Yeah, uh, I just want to say. Okay, do you want to add? I just want to say. 
I just want to say, you know, hit us up on our Instagram this time. I, th- I think this podcast, we are going to talk some sports, but it would be really cool to kind of communicate with, with some of the friends and whoever else that's listening. And maybe you guys could ask them some questions or we could even have a couple people call on uh, while we're driving. So, yeah, I just want to say I appreciate everyone. Thanks for listening. One love. Peace. Oh.